5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Yeah, I mean, it is what it's like being in Chapel Hill. I agree. No. Not for the reason you think. No. Because we're, yeah, okay. All right, welcome in, everybody. Just a little off-air discussion. Yes, I'm aware soccer won, and uh, I'm aware volleyball won. Yes, I am aware. But I mean, it's like Chapel Hill. We're waving that flag, which is fine. I like Coach Hamilton. I like Adler Augustine. Saw a great volleyball match on uh, Friday night. That was great. Pirates came up short of the stick. I told Coach Augustine, I said, Coach, even though you lost Friday night, the fact that you came back 0-2 and sent it to a fifth set against a very good team, this will pay dividends for you very very soon. Little did I know it would be against the number two team in the conference on, on Sunday. But you could call me uh, Nostradamus in a sense because I, w- I predicted big things. This guy knows volleyball. I, yeah, gotta learn it a little bit, you know. You just, I'm okay. You just keep me away from the soccer. I'm fine with. I can figure the rest of it out or know enough about it to be dangerous. Also, no soccer, no clue. Speaking of no clue, I have no clue where your Carolina Panthers are going to go from here, but I do know this: Matt Rule has spoke. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, Jim Zoki will be on. What kind? What kind of world? What kind of word are we going to get from Zoki today? We'll all find out in a few minutes. About 20 past. Welcome in, everybody. It's nice to have you with us. It is the Patrick Johnson Show. The Mike Houston Show is coming up tonight. I do know Coach Augustine will be on that, and I know Coach uh, Hamilton will also be on that show. And that's coming up from Logan's tonight at 6 o'clock. So we're leading you into that. And then you can flip on over to uh, 103.7 WTIB. Talk 103.7 WTIB. Uh, where Did you see the new signage on the front door, by the way, when you came in? I did, I did. It looks really good, doesn't yeah. it? Nice look, nice look. That's a, that, It looks really good. Uh, it's it's really bold, and it's very cool. And I, I think our logo, somebody made the remark, well, you, the game's got the biggest logo. Well. The uh, biggest game in town, baby. Biggest game in town, biggest logo in town. Why not? So, um, the... Panther Talk will be on 7 o'clock. That's what I was saying on Talk 103. So we got you covered for the next three hours talking some football. I would say one one group is probably a little more uh, – both are disappointed. One group's probably a little more positive than the other group, right? Oh, yeah. Um, no doubt about that. We'll get into all that. I, you could talk NFL, and you probably have heard enough NFL all day. We'll at least start here with the Pirates. Uh, we will have a uh, a Pirate report. In fact, let's go ahead and jump into that right now. Why don't we? And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. It is brought to you by Texas Roadhouse of Greenville, just named the number one Texas Roadhouse of the nation with legendary food and service. Comfort Master and Comfort Air of Newburn. Call Comfort Master for your heating and AC needs. Our pals Robin Bowen and Lewis Farley, two great pirates. 
Bill Clark Holmes, speaking of great pirates. Bill Clark Holmes personifies pirates supporting pirates. We also have uh, Barbara Hendrick Honda at the point of Greenville Boulevard and Memorial Drive in Greenville. They bring you today's pirate report. I will interweave commentary throughout the playing of the sound bites expertly. And we'll do that right now because I want to get Mike Houston's thoughts on the game. Uh, he Now, you might be saying to yourself, oh, we get to hear the post game. No, 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 no. He held his press conference today because of the Thursday night game. Things are moved up. By the way, no Houston huddle tomorrow, unfortunately, because of the coach's schedule and availability. But uh, we have these cuts now, and we're going to get his thoughts on the game in three, two, one. All right. Um, quick turnaround. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, tough loss the other night. Uh, kids played very, very well, uh, competed very, very well. Uh, certainly had our chances to, to win the ball game late. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of good. And, you know, obviously have some things that we needed to uh, – that we got to get fixed, um, and they're, they're pretty obvious. But uh, you know, the one thing that uh, you know is good to see is continued uh, great effort, uh, continued uh, physicality, and I thought uh, you know the guys continued to play well together. So um, you know, tough loss to a very very good team on the road. Um, you know, those 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 games are hard to come by in this league, and so it's had two tough ones in a row right now that you know felt like you probably should have gotten. But uh, anyway, quick turnaround. Uh, you know, Thursday night. Uh, big home game for us. Very, very good uh, South Florida team coming in here. I mean, they they really they pounded Temple uh, Saturday evening down in uh, down in Tampa. And uh, you know, anytime you have a 45-minute time of possession and and run for you know, I think their yardage gained rushing was 454 yards. So uh, obviously a, a dominant performance uh, this past Saturday night by them. And you know, they've been playing better and better every week. So uh, it's going to be a dog fight. Uh, good football team coming in here. The kids will be ready to go. Um, you know, got a big practice this afternoon. What is Thursday night in your opinion, Ben? What is what what is? I know it's the paint it black game, but what is it in your opinion? A uh, must win. There you go. There you go. Ben Byram, there. Pass go. Collect your two hundred dollars. You nailed it on the head. I mean, Every, if you want to go to a bowl game, that's got a game you got to win. That's a gotcha situation on Thursday night. Yeah, it stinks to get back at six in the morning. Quick turnaround, but you—that's a gotcha situation. Winning on Thursday, you don't win on Thursday, and I don't see how you do it. I there is a path. Quite it's, frankly, I don't think you deserve to go if you don't win Thursday. But that's beyond well, my control. Yeah, I mean that's and and I and I'm sure others would would agree with that. I just think if you're going to get there, you've. Thursday is a gotcha situation. We're saying the same thing, just putting it a little differently. To be sitting around for, what, five and a half, five hours, 42 minutes officially? I don't think it's the longest rain delay because rain delayed the season opener one time against A&T to the next day. That was the longest rain delay uh, ever in ECU football history. But, boy, and, you know, I checked the weather I didn't go to the Weather Channel because I like my weather without propaganda. So I looked. I found AccuWeather. A little less propaganda, a little more weather. And, you know, they were doing a national forecast, and they talked about Houston, Texas. Because, you know, you're kind of interested to see what the weather's going to be like at certain times of the – and they had nothing about rain. 
This was like Thursday. I checked this out. No mention of rain on Sunday. Now, they said it was going to get hot and humid, which it did. But then I guess some rain off of the Gulf Coast just kept kind of training through the Houston metropolitan area. Wouldn't stop. <laughs> no, I mean, that's why it's that training effect. And, I mean, you see it here off the coast sometimes where it just rains and rains and rains in a beach community. That's what it is. It's just that moisture coming off the coast and it's got to rain itself out, which it eventually did. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I got to halftime and I said, all right. I'm going to take advantage of modern technology, and I'm going to roll on this thing, and I'm going to just watch it when I wake up in a few hours. Oh, that was a good decision. Well, it just, I couldn't imagine, I probably could have stayed up, but I just thought, you know, it's not like I could cut it off at the third because I'll be invested at that point. So just halftime's a good, even though it was a short halftime, I saw the stats. Looking back to how I felt at halftime, I kind of wish I did the same. Well, and look, it was, the defense answered the bell. Yeah. Defense played very well. They sure did. It's kind of been the story of the season so far. I'm still not ready to go all in. I'm not saying every play that was called or the strategies made 100% sense. I'm not ready to go there yet. I felt like it was a perfect storm of a lot of issues on offense. It wasn't just one well, kind of set thing. The offensive line did not play well at yeah, all. Yeah, of course, yeah. And that is nobody's fault but the offensive line. Yeah. I, I don't care what you say. The of offensive course, line yeah. played uh, I mean, no time. Yeah. For the second game, the quarterback should have kept it and run. And instead, he zings it across his body into traffic. Guy had to try to lay out, couldn't make the catch. Not a great decision. This is year four? Year well, three, I, I year was four? about to say, not a decision that a guy who's been starting for four years you, you would think would make. Especially in a situation that was not desperate. It wasn't like that was... Fourth down, and you had a desperate heave. You had to get the first to keep it going, or you had to throw it to win the game, or anybody was all over you. And you, I mean, that was just, I, I think, a poor, poor throw. Now we've got some Holt Nailers audio, um, and this is what he had to say as far as his thoughts on the game Thursday. This is cut one on the Holton Ailers soundbite roster in today's Pirate Report. Yeah, it's huge. Um, it's a big one for us to get back to 4-4. Four and four. Um, You know, all of our goals are still ahead of us um, with the bowl game and stuff, so it's a huge stretch of games. But, you know, like I said, it starts with this one. It's a big Thursday night game for us. So, again, everybody wants to get on the play caller, and I think some of that is fair, but you got to have guys execute. I just don't know if we're getting – I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's fair in general to blame it on one set thing. Like I said, I think there's multiple issues well, yeah, in the offense that deserve you know, blame. I, well, look, Houston defensively right up there with what, what Tulane presented up front last year. Yeah. Very, very, very good. Uh, just some bad decisions on offense. Obviously, you got to execute. That's part of it as well. There were some execution flubs. Couldn't get the run game going. Fault starts. Well, I, neither side really could till the first play of overtime. That was the first time that the run game got going all night. So, this is Holt Naylor's, uh, his thoughts on what he knows about Central Florida and what he thinks of them as a team. All right. Uh, they're a good football team. You know, they're better than the record shows, but, I mean, they're a good football team. Their defense is a lot of multiple front, kind of like, kind of like we run. Um, not to that extent, but, I mean, it's something that you don't see every single week. So, um, it's going to be a tough matchup, and you just got to go there and execute. Mike Houston on the short week ahead. Cut three. All right. Um, quick turnaround. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, tough loss the other night. Uh, kids played very, very well. 
competed very, very well. Uh, certainly had our chances to to win the ball game late. All right, I think that is. Uh, I think we might have saved the same cut in a different number, perhaps. All right. Um, well, let's go to Holt Nailers. He talks about the preparation for the next game. Obviously, a quick turnaround. This is Holt Nailers. Yes, that's a big one. Um, is getting the body right um, after a you know long day Saturday, and then obviously the game and the trip back and getting back late. So. Um, Usually we would practice on a Sunday um, in, in pads and all that. We didn't get the opportunity to do that just because how late we got back. But um, it's going to be big. I mean, it's a lot going to take a lot of, lot of experience, um, a lot of, um, I don't even know how to say it really. I um, mean, we got the older guys to do it. Um, we'll be fine, though. All right. Uh, this is uh, Mike Houston. Let's try cut four here on the team working together. Well, I mean, I think you've seen it. You know, I think I think I think you saw it last year throughout the year, and I think you've continued to see it this year throughout the year. And I think it's uh, the kids are playing very hard. They're playing together. Uh, they've embraced how we want to play. Um, but now they're going to be challenged Thursday night. I mean, it's they're they're really going to be challenged Thursday night. So we'll we'll need to improve again. Um, let's play cut six here. Uh, C.J. Johnson, I guess, getting punched and no penalty was called. Uh, here that is that cut coach Houston on that in three two and one I sent it in I haven't got the feedback yet but yeah it's, it's obviously before the play was over so I don't know what the you know because they told me it was after the play you know obviously it was not after the play so I don't we'll see what the feedback is because that would have been that would have been first and goal I mean that's the frustrating thing first and goal versus them getting the ball it's like a turnover and it's just I don't know I'm just I'm tired I'm tired of that we missed it I just, they got to get right I like that. We missed it. Look, those guys, they were probably ready to get out of town at that point, weren't they? They're there, they're in Houston for way too long. They were there all day. They're ready to go. Well, home. they probably look, they probably didn't have their, you know, hey, I didn't book a hotel this night. I was it was an afternoon game, three local time, be out of there. I can get home. Oh no. Hey, smack them in the mouth right back. Pit whoa, penalties. Uh speaking of which at the end of the game, there were there were some of those. Coach Houston on that. Well, the execution, obviously. Um, I thought we had a great opportunity there with, I think we got it with a minute 20 and two timeouts, had a drive going, uh, had a very makeable third down, um, you know, just a better decision right there because we had a play, uh, you know, didn't, didn't make it and uh, ended up having to punt it away. Um, and then, you know, we didn't get it back. When we got it back, we didn't get it in very good field position. So you had to be careful right there that you didn't, didn't give the ball game back to them. But, uh, you know, we were very, very aggressive with our play calling there. Because uh, we had the, I felt like we had the momentum, uh, and because what a what a great job to get ourselves in that situation, and our kids felt like we had the momentum. So, um, you know, it's just, you know, it's it's, it's we just got to execute better right there. You know, you had the play call, you had the situations, just got to execute better. I want to go back to what I said before. I told Coach uh, Augustine Friday night after we taped something post match that I've never seen it air anywhere, but we tape it like a little Q and A. And I said to him, I said, again, what happened tonight, even though you don't like the result, is going to resonate and you're going to win the next opportunity. Like Again, little did I know that would be against Houston on Sunday. I said very much before this year started, this is a situation that, yes, there is talent coming back. Yes, there's experience coming back. But this is a group that has to learn how to win. And we are seeing that right now. They they are learning hard lessons. Yeah. But they just don't know how to win. Now close out a football game. Yeah. 
And to come back 24-10, because nobody was doing anything in that third quarter. It was and, horrendous. And really even in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was a the first quarter, all these fireworks, all this offense, and then it became a, a punt fest. But they, both teams got a little sloppy. And look, the fact that they had to wait around like they did, both sides come out there. You know, that was, that was Houston's homecoming. So that was, you know, kind of tough for them because. That touchdown ECU Stadium. Yes. Touchdown ECU Stadium. But it was supposed to be homecoming. And they didn't have, I mean, I'm sure there were fans that were there and people were fired up. They it, kept showing the same fans over yes, and over again. They the were not a whole group. lot of, well, there weren't a whole lot to pick from. It wasn't like there were a lot to pick from. I was sort of stunned that people didn't stick around. Nobody stuck around for that thing. I guess they left. I mean, because it just kept raining and raining and raining. And then they would see the lightning and they thought, okay, well, it's never going to quit lightning. When they said 920 Eastern, I'm not going to lie to you, Ben. I thought, ooh, that's early. Because I thought this thing was, I, I really. going to go way later than I that, thought they would not start it till like 10 o'clock Eastern, 1030 Eastern. Yeah. It was, that was something. What a law. And then, you know, but here's the thing. Get back at six. Tomorrow's a lost day anyway. Or yesterday was a lost day anyway, I'm sure. Especially with, you know, what, and you get back and you get ready today. You've just got to, you've got to. If you want, if you truly want to go to a bowl, you figure it out and you figure out a way to win on Thursday. Well, and, if you're going to have a short week, you would want the opponent to be USF. Well, I, I agree. Not but, to overlook them, but I mean, well, but look what they did though against them Temple. To be the opponent. Yeah. Look what they did against Temple. Controlled the football. They have figured something out. So you've got to not allow them to figure something out against you. And I think defensively, we're probably going to be a little tougher than I'd like to think. We're going to be a little tougher than. Than Temple, but we do have to figure out some things on offense, and we've got to, got to be able to. I, I think Thursday is going to be a lot, a real gut, gut check kind of deal, because I, I don't, I, at this point, as I sit here today, could be totally. I, I, this might change, but as I sit here today, I cannot see that being a huge, like off the jump blowout. It might end up being a multi-score kind of game. Yeah, I don't see it either. But I think you're going to have to be really, really gutsy, and because you're going to be really tight, both sides. And you're going to have to, it's going to be how to, you know, who wants it more, who, who makes the few, fewest mistakes. I mean, it's all cliche stuff, but it, boy, it's really true in this. And the Pirates, you, it, it's a near impossible road if you don't win this one to go bowling. You win this, you're really right back. And look, last third of the season's right there to do, and I feel good about it. I really do. Yeah. I've, I've had a lot of people, well, do you think we, yeah, if we win Thursday, East Carolina's in a great position. To go to a bowl game. These next four games are all pretty winnable games outside of Cincinnati, but I think the, the Cincinnati's yeah. going to be tough. Now everybody's saying, "Well, look what Cincinnati did against Navy." Well, look what Oklahoma did against Kansas. Yeah, I mean, well, look look at Oklahoma against anybody this year. Well, that's true, <laughs> but Kansas is kind of stinky. Yeah, they're bad. You know, Navy's tough. Navy's. He's a tough putt at home, especially when you got to go to, to Annapolis. Even at their worst, they give they can give good football teams some trouble. Oh, yeah. Just, Absolutely. Just because the way their team is designed. Absolutely. All right. We'll get back to more uh, thoughts on ECU. Uh, wrapping up today's Pirate Report there. Uh, and I'll have some more thoughts on it later on. There was some really good – it was a great punt by John Young late in that game. He put it right along the boundary there right along the sideline and didn't allow the, the guy from Houston to return it near the end. And it was 44. I mean, that was just a great punt. Oh, it was unbelievable. 
late in the, you know late in regulation. It was it was unreal. All right. Um, Good thing he didn't punt it right to him or kick it right to him. Like, well, that was the, the plan. Game. He, yeah. yeah, I mean, he, yeah. Well, that's true too. But that that was, yeah. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> but and that, you know, that's enough. The turnover leads to points, and uh, and then the kickoff return or the kick return. Yeah, the guy had two touchdowns, touchdown returns coming into that game on the season, and you kick it right to him. Yeah, I mean, you're asking for it. So I mean, there's there's a couple things there, and that's probably what coach means by execute. You know the turn, so it be very easily could have been yeah. a much different situation. All right, and and everybody likes to say could be six and one. You also could be one and six. Absolutely. But you're sitting here at three and four. I mean, you've only really you you got defeated soundly, in my opinion, one time that was against App State. Yeah, you beat one opponent soundly, and that was Tulane. Yeah. Other than that, it could. I mean, They're all tall. Any ups. combination of six and one and one, and again, when you're learning to win. You have talent in the program and depth in the program. That's the kind of year it is. It's it's you feel like every step you take forward, you take a couple back. There are a lot of positives to take out of the last two games, but they have to have to win the game on Thursday in order for everything to to go as you not saying it's impossible, but by gosh, it becomes really difficult if you don't win Thursday. Okay. Uh we'll break. As many issues as there are perhaps with pirate football, the Panthers have mega issues. Mega issues. We're going to let Zoki. I don't want to. I like Zoki. So we're just going to let Zoki say his piece on this. We have some pointed questions to ask him next. We'd appreciate it if anyone hearing this broadcast would communicate with us. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates. We are very anxious to know how far the broadcast is reaching. 94.3 The Game. And 94.3thegame.com. The Jolly Roger has set sail. Breaks a tackle. He's in the 10 to the 5. He's in. Touchdown, Pirates. Pirates football. At the 18-yard line. And the Pirates after it's blocked. Is back. Picked up by the Pirates. And it's a touchdown for ECU. Tune in for all the hard-hitting action all season long on your home for East Carolina football. The flagship for the ECU Pirates. 94-3 The Game. The new Ace Hardware is open in Greenville at the corner of Charles Boulevard and Fire Tower Road. So get ready, Greenville, for great customer service. The new Ace Hardware features great grills from Traeger, Weber, Big Green Egg, and more. Plus, name brand tools like Husqvarna, Milwaukee, DeWalt, Craftsman, and the new Ego line. The new Ace also has a full line of Benjamin Moore paints. Get ready, Greenville. The new Ace Hardware store is open. Come see them at the corner of Charles and Fire Tower in the old Rite Aid location. Hi, this is Matt Murchison from Greenville Nissan. It's a fact. Purchase a new Nissan from Greenville Nissan and pay nothing down and no interest on 14 Nissan models, like the 2021 Nissan Rogue or Nissan Armada. Here's another fact. We have inventory while other dealerships don't. Shop GreenvilleNissan.com to see all our inventory and to check out the new, redesigned 2022 Nissan Frontier and Pathfinder. But hurry in. These offers in our inventory won't last forever. Greenville Nissan, where you can always expect miracles. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. 
We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Bundle up and join us as the Junior League of Greenville proudly presents Roasted the Rock on Friday, November 5th from 6.30 to 10.30 p.m. at Rock Springs Center. You'll enjoy a night of all-you-can-eat oysters and other seasonal offerings, drinks, and entertainment by the Flying Ivory's Dueling Piano Band, all while supporting the community. Tickets are $75 per person and can be purchased online at jlgreenvillenc.org. Proceeds from the event support the mission of the Junior League of Greenville. Bring your friends and make it a night to remember. Greenville's number one sports show is back. Understand? Yeah, I understand. No, lady. Yeah, I'm ready. It's the Patrick Johnson Show on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game. Aces for Autism event uh, tonight, Convention Center, 7 o'clock. I'm sure if you wanted to buy a ticket, they'd let you, right? Tim Tebow in town, great cause. So uh, head on out Looking for something to do this evening. Rain looks like it's going to hold off to the middle of the night. Uh, we go now to the phones. Jim Zoki is uh, with us here, Panthers Radio Network. There are days and there are days. Uh, Zoke, before I... I start to ask you the really pointed questions. Two, two for you here. First, how are you? I'm great, Patrick. I hope you are. I'm well. I'm always concerned about. Uh, I'm concerned about you always. Um, so I'm, I, I'm for a lot of reasons, but uh, so that's why I always ask. I'm just not. It's just not you know standard practice. I I truly want to know how you are. And, it, it means something. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's like the SEC. It just means more. And then. And then, uh, Zoke, I, you know, this is something that, uh, you know, they, they, they said back home is the hell. That's my question for the hell. Yesterday. Well, the Hornets are playing well. <laughs> the Hornets are 3-0. There was a great. Uh, you never, asked, you never a, asked me about the Hornets ever. Well, you're not the Hornets guy. There was a great meme. Oh, that's right. That's right. Right. There was a great meme, the, the old Homer backing into the bush where he's backing in. He's got the Panther shirt. <laughs> And he backs into the bush, and he comes out of the bush, and he's got the the Hornets shirt on. So, and look, <laughs> oh, everybody's a Hornets fan now, aren't they? Everybody's a Hornets. Oh, it, it just takes three and zero to get a whole city on your back. We found <laughs> yeah, that I've out always been a few weeks ago with the Panthers. <laughs> I was gonna say yes. You found out three and zero. Everybody's in your corner. It's hey, when you go. Th- I'll just warn the Hornets. The, the next four get more difficult. I'm just gonna tell them now. <laughs> well, let me let me. So last year, stick with me on this, Oak. We blamed, we laid the blame for everything at the feet of Teddy Bridgewater. Did we not? The blame was all laid. We we didn't. I mean, but there were people that did that. Right. We, we kind of gave a pass the offensive line. No, we didn't, but there were those that seemed they didn't want to mention that. Didn't want to mention that there was no CMC last year for 13 games. And the play calling was never really questioned. We're not blaming Sam Darnold. Because now we're blaming the offensive line and no CMC and the play calling's being questioned. And I'll admit this, Darnold's receivers still are not doing him a whole lot of favors out there. 
With all that said, uh, Sam Darnold's making the bonehead decisions on the grounding and, and everything. I mean, he's just not playing very well right now. Uh, is he? Is is he who we think he thought he was? Or, or I mean, who's the real Sam Darnold here? What we're looking at, yeah. what we saw historically, or yeah. what what we saw for the first three games. What what's the real deal here in your mind? Yeah, I think we're finding out when Sam is under a duress. Uh, he's not as good, but there were times yesterday where he was not under duress and still threw an interception. Uh, still missed some open receivers yesterday. So, and no one's absolving Sam, including the coach, uh, in his uh, t- Monday press conferences, his Sunday press conferences. So, uh, what he was actually saying was like, let's not put it all on Sam because there are. You know, it's everybody. The, the offensive line, we've talked about it every single week. That continues to be an issue. Uh, you mentioned Robbie Anderson among those dropping passes. I don't think it was as widespread yesterday. They just weren't they weren't catchable, a lot of them. They were right. just not well. happening. So, um, it's. I think, again, the defense is playing well, but they can only do so much for so long. It was 5-3 to three at halftime, and they didn't even really give up those points. The two was a safety, and the three points was a short field off the free kick. So, I think, to me, defense still looks really good, uh, but they, it does – Looks like last year without McCaffrey, it just doesn't seem to be any sense of identity or, or real rhythm to the offense, and he just makes the whole thing go. And whether they want to admit it or not, I think it was uh, Cam Irving said we're not the, the Carolina McCaffreys. Well, maybe we are. <laughs> maybe we are the Carolina McCaffreys. We just own that and hope he gets healthy soon and get him back out there. We're a lot better with him. I know that. I Matt Rule says today, I don't think that everything that's happening is going to be solved with any one move. Right. So the worldwide leader reports that Deshaun Watson and the Panthers very much a thing right now. Um, you know, then the fan base, there's a huge, there's a huge Twitter movement. Bring back cam. There's that movement going on right now. Seriously. At least on my Twitter feed, lots of Panthers fans want cam Newton back. Uh, are, are we going there with either one of those moves? I would say nothing on Twitter is going to be the thing that's going to happen. I think, you know, that I think they've been kicking the tires on what the Deshaun Watson situation is. And I think you've got to look at it at two levels. There's the football player and what that would cost in a trade. And then there's the temperature of what's the appetite of the fan base to want to have something that's unresolved uh, come become your problem uh, because we don't know well, where that's going to end. But it doesn't look great with 22 civil lawsuits. But it's not been declared that he's guilty of all that either. So it's a it's a huge gamble, and uh, how much are you willing to give up to to do that, or to alienate a portion of your fan base, or to know that you're getting a guy that the league will let play? Uh, the commissioner well, is exactly or not. Exactly, that's what I was going to say right there. The, Roger Goodell has been, uh, as Roger Goodell tends to be on things, terribly silent over over things that need to probably have a little bit of, of guidance from the commissioner's office. He's given no indication of what would happen if the Texans activate him, uh, or if he has given that notification secretly to the Texans or, or confidentially to the Texans. Apparently nobody else in the league has any idea what, what the you know, issue would be if you do if you were to trade for him. I think it's fraught with a lot of unintended consequences, and I just can't see that being – even from a football – I mean, look, the, you've already traded a second-round pick, and never mind the $19 million option 
I mean, you've traded a second round, but you're talking about trading. Now, I, and then people could say, well, you're not going to get as much for Deshaun. You are now. You're going to have to give up a lot for Watson now if he is going to be traded because it's it's at least being reported there's, we know, two suitors, Miami and Carolina. So, I mean, the, the, there will be more now, I would think. You, you'd have to give up a lot more to get him. I just I can't imagine that that's worth it on any level. What do you think? I'm just Jim? not. Uh, I'm personally not a fan of the kind of trades where you give up three number ones and some twos and a player because I think it's so risky. I'm not even talking about this situation. I did, like the RG3 back in the day three number one picks to get him. He had a, a good rookie year, and then that was it. And then he got hurt. Um, and we know that Deshaun Watson's had two torn ACLs. Doesn't mean he'll have a third. But just uh, anything can happen. If you, How do you build the offensive line around him when you, you don't have your second and third round picks next year already because of the uh, Darnold and the C.J. Henderson right. trades? And then you're talking about giving up three number ones. So if you, you know, the Chiefs are three and four, and they've got probably the best quarterback in the league and Patrick Mahomes. They have no defense. So even if you resolve quarterback at a high level, right. it doesn't also guarantee well, you're going to go to the, I mean, how many Super Bowls is Deshaun Watson one? You still got to put a team around him and a defense on the other side of it. As hideous as uh, Darnold was yesterday and as bad as he's been here during this uh, little stretch, this does not change. I mean, look, in Houston, when Watson was there and they were rolling, questionable offensive line there. Terrible play calling at times there. And I, I kind of think that's what you're running into now. I mean, his addition to the roster, same thing. Offensive line questions, questionable play calling it. I mean, he, he would be a pretty good quarterback on a meh kind of team. Clemson fans would be happy. You'd have a few of those uh, people fired up. But, I mean, beyond that, I, I, I just I don't know if it's worth mortgaging the farm. So you say no validity, though, to the Cam Newton thing. None whatsoever. I didn't say anything, first of all, but um, <laughs> you, you brought it up. I don't think I ever responded to it. <laughs> so you asked the question and answered it. I did. Um, I just haven't heard anything that implies that uh, they're looking to do something. I just think my, my point was if you're just getting your information off uh, Twitter fans, yes, then right. that's probably not necessarily what's happening in the inner sanctum. I, I like that's more than a fan. Uh, that's more of a th- fan thing. I, I think, like yeah. the, I like to. I'm the, I'm the voice of the people, Ben. I like to give the okay, people their right. voice. So that's Fair why enough. I'm bringing it up here. So Zoki can poo-poo the idea, and thus they'll, they need to figure out something else to tweet about, like the three and O Hornets. All right, uh, <laughs> Ben, I'm sure has a question for you, so take it away, Ben. Jim, I just kind of wanted your thoughts on the decision to bench Sam Darnold, and kind of how do you go back to them? At, at, how do you go back to him after kind of benching him? I mean, his kind of uh, confidence and uh, kind of mental fortitude has already kind of come into question by many fans and even insiders and reporters. I just don't see really how you go back to Sam Darnold after benching him. How do you feel about that decision and just kind of your thoughts on that whole kind of ordeal? Oh, I mean, I've seen, you know, teams that run two quarterback systems. So I think the fact that he got sat down and that the coach was trying to create a spark and it would turn out to be sparkless uh, with P.J. Walker, but at least I think that was the attempt of what he was trying to do. It wasn't trying to make a statement of moving forward. This is Jake DeLome replacing Rodney Pete. I think it was just a matter of just trying to get a little spark in the offense. And he immediately in the postgame said, Sam's the guy going forward. I mean, these guys are paying a lot of money, and it's professional football. I mean, this is their job. So, I mean, they can't get open their feelings about it. It's just that if you're not performing well, you're probably the first person to realize it. You can't really complain about it when you can just see that you're not performing well. 
And Jim, the rookie Brady Christensen was set to be uh, the Panthers' 16th different starting left tackle since 2014. Uh, obviously got the start yesterday. Uh, what was kind of your personal evaluation on Brady Christensen? Well, Coach Rule said it basically said that um, to, to paraphrase, it wasn't good. <laughs> so that was uh, it was not a good performance. We had Jordan Gross on the broadcast for the first time in two years. Uh, he'll do four games with us and Jake DeLome doing the other 13 regular season games. And I think there was a, a period of time where I think, you know, Jordan uh, was watching it and said he's not really doing anything bad. But as the game wore on, we got in the fourth quarter, he was getting beat by um, uh, Ojolari, who's uh, the uh, kid out of Georgia, Ojolari out of Georgia. He's a second-round pick. I mean, he was another rookie. So it was like he was going up against some wily veteran there. He was going up against a rookie linebacker and getting beat almost every time. And that's when P.J. Walker was getting sacked a couple times. And so Brady Christensen, at least for this one game, I'm not saying he can't play in the league, but for this one game, did not fare well as a starting left tackle. It looks like he needs at least some more time uh, before he'll be ready for a role like that. All right, uh, Jim Zoki with us. Panther Talk tonight on Talk 103.7 WTIB. I do want to uh, get a little primer on the uh, Falcons here, who uh, Carolina has on the docket next. I mean, we've looked at this all along and said, well, here's a chance to kind of get things going in the right direction against Team A or Team B, and, and here we are another week, and we've got another situation where, theoretically, you would have thought a few weeks ago, well, here's a chance to maybe get things going back in the right direction against the uh, Falcons. So give us the, give us a little taste of, of this uh, divisional matchup. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta's uh, had Matt Ryan for 58 years, so he's still there. And uh, it's interesting. I look at their box score from yesterday. Mike Davis, uh, the former Panther running back, Carried it like four times for six yards. They really used, I knew they were using Cordero Patterson, but he carried it 14 times yesterday. He was basically came in the league as a kick return wide receiver, but he's basically he is their primary running threat in that offense right now. But we know they got good good wide receivers with Ridley and with the, I tell you that the rookie tight end Pitts is for real. He had like 100, 160 yards I think yesterday, so he he looks like he's going to be or maybe is the next great tight end in this league right now. So we'll see what they got as far as defense goes. But let's remember too, they beat, you know, one in six Miami team on a last second yeah. field goal yesterday. So the Panthers, you know, again, this is another opportunity. If they win this, we could be the giants of next week. You know, the giants were one in five. They were just getting killed in the media. Uh, like the Panthers are right now. And then they beat the Panthers by 22 and everyone's off their back for the minute. Anyway. So if the Panthers win this or four and four, if they beat Atlanta, then you feel a lot better next week about how you, Get there, but you do have to win. I mean, these kind of games you, you got to start winning at some point. All right, uh, Jim. What would be the thing that, uh, in, in your mind, has to be just just figured out this week for this Carolina team going into the Atlanta game? I and mean, what what area or areas just have to be figured out? I think you know they said last week they were going to run you know, like thirty three times, and we ran it seventeen times. And I guess you know I, I get that it gets dictated by the the game. And a lot of it was it couldn't pick up first downs. It was a three and out, so you couldn't get a yeah. rhythm going where you could run the ball, run the ball. You're trying to pick up third downs and passing it. You know, they, they need to get ahead or get uh, some kind of control in the game where they're able to do what they wanted to do and what they said they were going to do, which is run the ball. That takes a lot of the pressure off of the offensive line pass blocking. It takes a lot of pressure off Sam Darnold and makes him more effective. It's going to open up those throws where he's not under such duress. So if they can control the game with the running game, and they got two good running backs in Hubbard, and Freeman, uh, and they got the, run, the receivers that they could throw out there as running backs at the time. If they need to do that. You'll get to lead, get comfortable, run the ball, run the pass, 
as the game goes on. I think that would be a big way to start because I think the defense has played pretty well by and large throughout the year. Jim, thanks a bunch. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks. There he goes. Jim Zoki. Hear him tonight. Talk 103.7 WTIB Panther Talk. We'll uh, do a break and then do your update in between breaks because I want to say two things here, Ben. One, um, you were giving me the eye roll on the Cam Newton. I'm just telling you what the people are saying. I don't see. I mean, Cam Newton was god awful with a bad offensive line. What was it? Two well, years that, ago. Doesn't matter who you plug in there with this offensive line. They're I think you're going to be good. Ooh, yeah. I mean, ooh, we saw that with PJ, right. and I'm not saying PJ is like this great, extraordinary talent or anything. You don't have but, time. Yeah, it wasn't any better. So, uh, boy, Brady Christensen was bad yesterday. He was he was terrible. <laughs> he was awful. Hideous bad. I mean, there there's some real problems up front there. I I I, I wasn't saying I was on board when they were three and zero, but I thought okay. Pretty good that they're getting these wins early because I was excited. As, well, <laughs> as you go on, it may be harder to come by these, and and it's what we've seen. It's just harder to come by these wins. Yeah, I I still think I, I just I am not a hundred percent sure that this coaching staff is the coaching staff. I'm not sure either. I mean, Joe Brady. Any kind of talk about him being a head coach has kind of gone out the window at this point. Well, it's just some questionable. I mean, just it's really bad. Well, like terrible. Like <laughs> you, you, we're going to run the ball, and you run it seventeen times. I mean, I think there's a legitimate argument. We need maybe Matt Rule to take over the offensive play calling here soon. I mean, Joe Brady's just been that well, bad. But these were all the same things that were problems last year that a lot of people well, chose would, to lay at the at the. the I would say of, the play calling was the play calling actually was pretty creative last year. I mean, they got a lot right. of guys involved that. But the offensive line was dreadful. CMC didn't play for thirteen games, and. I just we we were quick to say this is all the fault. Uh, the media were quick to say this is all the fault of Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, the fans are calling Darnold a bum and that he's done and and you know what have you. And I think he does the, make bad decisions, but look around him; nobody's standing out. Well, that's true. Yeah, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Media is yeah, pointing exactly. that out, and I mean the same problems we had last. And you mix the play calling, which has been questionable this year. Yeah. No, I don't think no definitively it. you can't, can't, can't say it's not. All right, the other thing I'm going to say is this. I forgot to mention this earlier. We have some tickets to give away to the Thursday night game uh, for ECU and USF. Uh, you want to take Caller 5? We'll do that now. Caller 5 going to break, 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. A pair of tickets today? All right, a pair of tickets will be yours. Uh, and you can come by here, pick them up, uh, and uh, you'll get a pair of tickets to the game Thursday night. ECU USF big game for the Pirates 252-561-4263 that is a 561 game a break Ben Byram on the other side when we return with an update then we'll wrap up the show more of the Patrick Johnson show is coming up on your flagship home of Pirate football 94.3 the game Remember the days when you could go to your favorite butcher shop and get your pork chops or steaks cut just the way you like them? Well, you still can. Acre Station Meat Farm on Highway 32 in Pinetown, north of Washington, is Eastern Carolina's traditional butcher shop. Acre Station is where you can get your order cut the way you want it. The best sausage, bacon, and pork chops and steaks you'll ever taste. I get my steaks from Acre Station because uh, the quality is great and they can cut it any size you like and just can't find a selection like that anywhere else. I like to go get my roast at Acre Station because they cut it at about six pounds and that's 
perfect for my for my family because I just can't find what I'm looking for at the grocery store anymore. Acre Station, your traditional butcher shop in Pinetown, just outside Washington on Highway 32. Find out what others have always known. The short trip to Acre Station is worth the drive. At Acre Station, you just get that good, friendly service you just can't find anymore. I guarantee it's the best sausage and bacon you'll ever eat. Attention business owners and management, Roebuck Staffing of Greenville and Newburn is here for you. Will Roebuck and his staff are committed to fulfilling your staffing needs. Whether you're a contractor, a manufacturing company, or if you just need janitorial or clerical work for your business. Roebuck Staffing also does temporary to permanent and direct hiring. Roebuck Staffing is your trusted partner for all of your staffing needs and employment opportunities. Call Roebuck Staffing at 252-364-8700 or find them online at roebuckstaffing.com. Dr. Philip Goldstein and Dr. Danielle Hofat, the specialists at Carolina Digestive Diseases and Endoscopy Center, want to keep you healthy. These two doctors provide personal consultations and offer treatment and quality care for all your GI needs. Just call the office at 252-758-8181. Appointments are always available within five business days. Hi, this is Dr. Philip Goldstein reminding you that a colonoscopy can save your life. Visit our website, cddgastro.com, and come see us at Carolina digestive diseases. Finally, Greenville has a new PT's Grill. PT's Old Fashioned Grill is open on Greenville Boulevard across from Ashley Furniture. With burgers, fries, chicken sandwiches, salads, even two vegan burgers. PT's Old Fashioned Grill uses fresh, never-frozen beef and chicken, plus their famous hand-cut fries are prepared daily for each meal. They also have hand-squeezed lemonade and local beers on tap. For lunch or dinner, check out PT's Old Fashioned Grill on Greenville Boulevard in Greenville, and you'll understand what all the excitement is about. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the North Carolina Army National Guard. Aired by the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters and this station. Pirates, Panthers, the P-Man. Oh, my. More of the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game right now. Ben Barham here for 94.3 The Game Sports Update. We start from Pirate Football's ECU sophomore corner. Jaquan McMillan has been named one of the 12 semifinalists for the 2021 Jim Thorpe Award. Given to the top defensive back in college football, McMillan leads the nation in passes defended per game, while standing second in the nation in total interceptions and third in interceptions per game. Elsewhere in college football, NC State starting linebacker Isaiah Moore and starting left guard Chandler Zavala have both suffered season-ending injuries. And Texas Tech fires head coach Matt Wells after a 13-17 record and has announced offensive coordinator Sonny Cumbie as their new interim head coach. From the NFL, New York Jets quarterback Zach Wilson is expected to be out anywhere from two to four weeks due to a sprained PCL. The Jets will start Mike White. In the meantime, Chicago Bears head coach Matt Nagy announced earlier today that he's tested positive for COVID-19. And after it was revealed that the NFL would not add Deshaun Watson to the commissioner's exempt list once traded, that he would immediately be eligible to play. Trade talks intensified. The two front, runner, front runners are, of course, the Miami Dolphins and the Carolina Panthers. 
But Watson has since stated that he's open to trade destinations outside of those two teams. Moving on to the NBA, the Charlotte Hornets will look to stay undefeated at 3-0 as they host the 1-2 Boston Celtics with tip-off set for 7 o'clock. Current injury report has Terry Rozier out for the Hive, while P.J. Washington is questionable. Celtics forward Jalen Brown is also listed as a game-time decision. Speaking of the Hornets forward, Miles Bridges was announced as the Eastern Conference Player of the Week after leading Charlotte to a 3-0 record while averaging 25 points, 8 rebounds, and 2.7 steals per game. And wrapping it up for the Carolina Hurricanes, they're also undefeated at 4-0. So they'll host the 2-3-1 Toronto Maple Leafs. Puck drop set for 7 o'clock. Expect to start in the crease for the Canes is former Maple Leaf Frederick Anderson. Well, the Leafs will go with Jack Campbell. That's going to do it for your 94th the game sports update. I'm Ben Byron, the P-Man, to wrap it up after this quick timeout. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of Pirate Basketball, 94.3 The Game. He's going to go in, touchdown! The fastest two hours in radio. Fastest two hours in radio. The award-winning Bushlight Pirate Game Day Countdown. With Patrick Johnson and ECU legend Terrence Copper. Counting down to kick off with all the info you need to get ready for game day. Green 54! <laughs> Bushlight Pirate Game Day Countdown. Pirate Game Day Countdown on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Pair Customs is excited to announce their new 21 Deep V Center Console. This boat is designed for offshore fishing, inshore fishing, and sandbar hopping. This boat might be a 21-footer, but feels more like a 23 with the motor installed on the bracket, giving you more space with no obstructions. Pair has four models to choose from to take care of any boater's desires and needs. Check out the new upgraded website at PairMarine.com. And there's a new build calculator with current pricing and pictures of all options from which to choose. You can even track the progress of your Pair custom boat while being built. And they'll send you pictures of your build in progress. Visit Pair Custom Boats at 106 Tar Heel Drive in Washington, North Carolina. Or visit them online at PairMarine.com. See their new updated website at PairMarine.com. Pirate fans, single-game tickets are on sale now for as low as $20 for three great games to come. East Carolina will take on the Bulls of South Florida, the Temple Owls for Hall of Fame weekend, and then Thanksgiving weekend, it's nationally ranked Cincinnati. For tickets, go to ecupirates.com. You can paint this with purple. I'm in the studio with my friend Sproul Alexander, who is the Senior Vice President for Town Insurance. And Sproul, people keep coming to Town Insurance. Tell us why. Henry, it's really simple. It's because of our insurance knowledge, our product choices, our ability to service our clients, and our community involvement. That's true. We see Town Insurance everywhere. But now let's talk about the choices. What kind of choices are there? What kind of insurance do you handle for people? Our choices are endless. No matter what kind of insurance that you may need, we can handle it for you. And we're talking about business. We're talking about health insurance. We're talking about home and auto, the whole gamut. Yes, sir. All right. So, folks, come to town. That's town insurance. And uh, tell us the telephone number they can reach you. 252-756-8300. And the website? Towninsurance.com. Town with an E. Got to put that E on the town. Folks, now is the time to come to town. 
Town Insurance. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. A little bit of a rumor out there that Marshall could be headed to the fun belt here soon. Wow. Sunbelt's making some major moves here. Well, it all makes sense. You know, if you're talking football tradition and geography, you can't yeah. accuse Southern Miss of fan support, but you could accuse them of a football tradition. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But We've seen that in Greenville. Fan support eh, comes and goes. Depends on when it's hunting season Yeah, in uh, Southern Mississippi. Uh, we have coming up for you uh, a full day Thursday. We'll uh, be on the air beginning at 3, Patrick Johnson show 3 to 4, and then 4 o'clock until 6.30, Pirate Game Day countdown for Bush Light out at the stadium. Word we might be in the, it depends on the weather, we could be in the Pirate Club area for the first time this year. Which nice I think area, not a bad area to be. Oh, I was going to say, I love that area, actually. If you've never seen it or not been to it, it's awesome. It's right there where we're set up. The entrances are. It's where they held the Parmalee uh, pregame concert, the acoustic pregame concert that they did. And uh, I, I think our crew does a fabulous little job of setting up there in a little nook, and uh, we're very visible. But um, that Pirate Club part is great. It really is great. A couple bars in there. You can get refreshments and all kinds of TVs. I, I mean, I'd, I'd watch the game in there if I could. I, that's the... The place to be at Dowdy Ficklin, in my mind. I mean, everybody likes the tower. The tower's great. I, and I've, I've even said this. I think that tower, people still bemoan, oh, we shouldn't have done this, shouldn't have done that with it. Well, we could have a trailer in the sky for much well, longer. I know. I know. But the tower is fabulously, fabulously uh, done and is as good as any in the state. Probably one of the best ones. It might even be the best one in the state. Uh but that pirate club area down there, you talk about an un, underutilized asset. See, to me, you could have, that's the place you want to have kind of little events. Oh, yeah. Because it's right there. It's, you know, if, if you were planning like a little get-together and they're going to wrench out the tower, I'd see if they'd wrench out the pirate club area. Especially if the weather's nice, like it's going to be, you know, very fall-like after tonight. That'd be great. Do you like the pirate club area, Courtney? You know what I'm talking about? Okay. I could have said anything there, Courtney. By the way, Courtney, <laughs> Courtney works on the TV crew for the ESPN Plus stuff. And I show up, Ben, and you know what? Hey, I get, well, what does she do, though? I'm not sure. But here's what I get <laughs> when I show up. She gets a paycheck. Yeah, cold shoulder from Courtney. It acts like I don't know who I am. You too big time for the P-Man? Acts like, <laughs> acts like she has no idea who I am. She's saying no comment right now. Yeah, I know. I know. She kind of is the you know hangs out with the cool TV kids and doesn't have time for the the geezer showing up in the in the necktie and the, the sport jacket doesn't have time. For well, that. she went to the Young Gravy concert right now uh, last night in town. I think she's big time. Is that what that you yeah. did? You wear that to the show, or did you get that at the show? I got it at the show. Okay. I worked that show too. Oh, you did? Yeah. So they gave it to us. What? Are, what don't you do? You're everywhere. Exactly. Wow. I'm, I'm all over the place. Yeah, obviously. 
Do we have any Young Gravy music we can play? Or is oh, that I, got, I, got, I, got, I got some songs. Okay. Why don't you get us a Young Gravy tune going out? Is this safe for radio, this Young Gravy? Oh, yeah. Uh, what do they ben sing? Ben is a big Young Gravy fan. Is he? As he told me. Why didn't you invite Ben last night to go to the Young Gravy? Of course, I, I guess he could to go, but it's a Sunday night concert. What do I look like, a maniac? I, well, yes. Yeah. Why didn't you go? Wait a minute. You've got this great little bachelor set up now. Why didn't you? I mean, how far was the concert from your house? I mean, I could have probably walked there, walk. but I walked there. Yeah, Courtney I don't walked know. I didn't to the really concert. Want to go. But you're a fan of the van. A fan. I'm of a the fan band. of them. I just I didn't like the idea of it being on a Sunday night. I mean, I'm not trying to yeah. poke fun here, but I mean, are, are, do you have spiritual reasons, or you just didn't think that that you should do that on a Sunday night? I just didn't think I should do it on a Sunday right. night. I got things to do today. I, no, I I get it. All right, let me ask you this: fair or foul concert? You wear the, the band's apparel to the concert. Fair or foul, Ben? I don't like it. No. All right, Courtney, I'll go with you on this. Fair or foul? Do you wear, like, the T-shirt of the band, or would you wear that to the concert if you weren't working? If you No. Okay. No. I would buy, like, the merch there if I really right. like the band, but, like, I would wear my own outfit. But there were people, like, showing up in their clothes and then buying merch there and then and putting changing in the bathroom. All right, that's fine. Yeah. I yeah, guess. Fair enough. Nerds. Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, you don't wear the shirt of the band. Yeah, you don't do that. You don't wear the shirt of the band. Yeah. If Courtney says no, you don't, because Courtney's the only fashionable one. Is this Young Gravy? Yeah, just the instrumental. Cause... Now, is Young Gravy a, a hip-hop star? Yeah, he's kind of like a meme rapper. Big TikTok A, a meme rapper? Yeah. T- Uh-oh. He makes the type of songs that go viral on t- TikTok. My wife probably knows of Young Gravy because she loves the TikToks. I don't know anything about the TikTok. I really don't. No clue about the TikTok. Did they play this song last night? I'm sure they did. They had to, yeah. Courtney was busy working. I'm asking Courtney like she was there as a fan. What were you doing at the concert? You say you were there working. What were you doing? Um, I. Oh, you I, cut out. Oh, no. <laughs> Top secret. I do marketing for them, and then I also... Um... For Young Gravy? No, no, no. Oh. No, for the theater, the venue. Oh. Not Young I was Gravy. about to say, if you're doing marketing for Young Gravy and you're slepping around here? <laughs> no, no. Yes, no. No okay. marketing for Young Gravy. All right. Good for you. I didn't know Courtney was so um, multifaceted and busy. Well, you know, Young Gravy's cool and all, but he's not better than B-Baby. He doesn't have sweat. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, God. He's wearing Crocs. What a clown. Is he wearing Crocs? He was wearing Crocs at a concert. I have some crocky kind of shoes on today, but it's because I have I'm having foot issues. So that's why I've got the crocky kind of shoes on today. I need something with a little relief. All right, uh, thanks to Jim Zoki for facing the firing squad here today. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, five o'clock. Get you ready for the ECU USF game. Tickets and more on the Patrick Johnson Show. October is here. And-